Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, one, two, one, two. Testing, testing, testing. One, two, one, two, one, two. I want to say good evening, everybody. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Good evening on tonight's show. I want to say good evening. Good evening on tonight's show. Uh, We'll go live in one moment. We'll go live in one moment, brothers and sisters. We will be going live in one moment. I want to welcome each and every one of you, though, to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. Tonight's subject is the deadliest weapon Satan uses against man. Again, the deadliest weapon. Satan uses against man. That's our subject matter for today, brothers and sisters. So we want you to stay tuned, stay involved. We got our brother Messenger in studio with us today. Again, our brother Messenger in studio with us today. So it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show today, brothers and sisters. So we want you to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. All right, we're going to bring Brother Messenger on board. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let me go ahead and start this Facebook Live. Right. Facebook Live is going live in three, two, one. Good evening, brothers and sisters. You can move up a little bit, my brother. Yes, this is the Brother Messenger right here. I know y'all been wondering, who is the Messenger? <laughs> what does he look like? What's going on? Who is he? We want to know who he is. Well, brothers and sisters, you see my brother right here with us. Uh, We are getting it in, and we are going live right now here on the Bible Show Truth Hour um, on POET Radio. And uh, we are inviting you guys to tune in, to listen in, to join in on tonight's show. It's going to be a powerful show. The deadliest weapon Satan uses against man, brothers and sisters. The deadliest weapon Satan uses. Uses uh, against man, uh, brothers and sisters. So we want you to know what that is. We want you, in order for you to combat it, brothers and sisters, you got to know what it is. In order for you to combat it, you got to know what it is, and that's why we're going to expose it on tonight's show. Um, the deadliest Satan, the deadliest weapon Satan uses against man, brothers and sisters. So once you know what it is, then you can deal with it. You can battle it. You can, um, you know, um, defeat him. You can defeat him, brothers and sisters. So, um, uh, messages out of the frame, brothers and sisters. We got, yeah, we got, I'm back, I'm back. He, he's back, brothers and sisters. Yeah. So, I'm excited about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. We're going to get it in. We want you guys to share this video right now. Share this video right now. We're going to go live on our Facebook page in one moment. We're going to go live on our Facebook page. In one moment, I'm going to go live, and uh, I want to make sure that we have, yeah, we're having a little bit of technical difficulties on the on the live feed, brothers and sisters, but 
we're even going to get that in, and we're going to, and it's going to be straight. So uh, we're waiting for our connection to come back on. But again, if you can't get the connection, then call into the show. For some reason, if you can't get the connection, then call into the show. If the connection is interrupted, everybody, then call into the show. If the connection gets interrupted, call into the show. We're going to go ahead and get ready to start our lesson. We're going to ask Brother Messenger to start us off with the prayer. Brother Messenger. Absolutely. Bow heads and humble hearts. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, you said where there are two or more gathered in your name, they are in the midst, so we want to thank you for your presence. Your word says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Father God, we ask that you remove ice, you remove the messenger, and just let your word go forth, Father God. Allow the people to hear you through us, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you in advance. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen to that, brothers and sisters. Key, my sister Key is on the line. Every time Key is on the line, I, I feel better. Every time my sister Key Israel yeah. is on the line, I feel better. And Absolutely. When the feed comes back on, um, I'm going to again tell the people who are there online to definitely call in if they can't get the live feed for some reason. We're having problems with the live feed. And I don't know what's going on with this Internet. It is. Xfinity. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I maybe I need maybe I need to use the internet. I'm not using the internet, but maybe I need to use the internet. So we'll see what's going on once this live feed comes up. But we'll go ahead and start for our YouTube listeners in five. Again, brothers and sisters, if you have a problem viewing this, then call into the show. You don't want to miss it. Uh, but we're recording it also on another device. So if it doesn't go all the way through, then we'll upload it if it doesn't go through all the way Facebook Live. But share this video feed right now. Today's lesson, brothers sisters and sisters, is the deadliest weapon Satan uses against men. The deadliest weapon Satan uses against man. So that's our topic for tonight. Again, share this video and all the groups that you belong to, all the groups that you are associated with, that are spiritual in nature or biblical in nature or even religious in nature. Um, share it because we want to hear from what thus saith the Lord tonight, brothers and sisters. So I'm going to go ahead and get right into our lesson. And we're going to ask the messenger to start off in the book of Genesis. We're going to ask the messenger to start off in the book of Genesis. My brother, you can go ahead and yes. start off at Genesis 26. And 27, Genesis 26 and 27. Go ahead, my brother. Genesis 1, verse 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So, brothers and sisters, here you see that God has come up with the plan to make a man. Again, God has come up with a plan to make a man, brothers and sisters. Now, I want you to understand that involved in this plan is the Father, Involved in this plan is the Son, and involved in this plan is the Holy Spirit. Now, 
I said the Holy Spirit because I want to make sure that you separate the Holy Spirit from the rest of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Now, there are only three types of beings that are in heaven, Father, the Son, and angels, brothers and sisters. So although that there are many angels and all angels are holy and all angels are spirits, but there is only one that stands in the presence of God. So we use the definite article the in front of the title Holy Spirit to denote that this was a specific angel as opposed to the rest of the angels, brothers and sisters. So now everyone knows amongst those three God's plan for man. Everyone knows amongst those three God's plan for man. So now man has been created, brothers and sisters, by God. But let's look a little bit further and let's go to Genesis chapter 2. And we're going to start this thing off at verses 15 through 17. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. God commands man not to eat of Satan's knowledge, brothers and sisters. Well, what are you talking about? I thought God commanded man not to eat that apple or not to eat from a tree. (laughs) Well, brothers and sisters, we're going to show you who the tree was, and we're going to show you what fruit it was, brothers and sisters, (laughs) and it was none other than the knowledge of Satan. And remember, angels and gods know both the knowledge of good and evil. When Adam was created... He only knew right and righteousness. That's it. That's all that he knew. He was not exposed to the lower nature of himself at that time, and Satan is about to expose man to the lower nature of himself. So we're going to start this off at Genesis 2, and we're going to read verses 15 and 17. I do want you to denote, brothers and sisters, that when God made man in his image, God also made man with the potential to be God. Let's go, brother. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of eating to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge and good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eat thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. So we're going to stop right there, brothers and sisters. So again... God made Adam, and he put him in the garden, and he determined that man should not be alone, so I'm going to make him a help meet. And he also gave him a set of commandments, brothers and sisters, or instruction, and the Lord said, of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, brothers and sisters. Now, we know trees don't make anyone knowledgeable, so what was he talking about he said, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, for the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die, brothers and sisters. Now, what I want to do right now is I want to take a detour, and I want to go to the book of Hosea, the 10th chapter. 
I want to go to the book of Hosea, the 10th chapter, brothers and sisters, because we want to find out what was this fruit, brothers and sisters, and what was this tree? What was this fruit and what was this tree? You got to understand that from a poet's point of view, those who are wordsmiths and good with words, we understand when the Bible uses metaphors and similes. We understand that when the Bible uses metaphors and similes. So when he uses the term tree, it's something, a being specifically, that's deeply rooted in knowledge. When he's talking about the fruit that's on the tree, let's look at another place in the Bible and find out what the Bible calls fruit, but it pertains to knowledge. Hosea 10 and 13, one verse. Ye have plowed wickedness, ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way in the multitude of thy mighty men. So here, brothers and sisters, the Bible is talking about the fruit of lies. So what did Eve eat from Satan? She ate the fruit of his lies. Thou shalt not surely die. God knows that the day that you listen to me, I'm going to give you some information that's going to open your eyes and make you aware of things that you were not aware of before you spoke to me, brothers and sisters. Now, Satan always going to mix a little bit of truth in with his lies. That's what makes him so deceptive, brothers and sisters. But nevertheless, Adam heeded and listened to him. And she wouldn't talk to her husband, and her husband, Adam, also listened to the fruit of lies, according to Hosea, the 10th chapter, verse 13, the fruit of lies that Eve ate from Satan and delivered to her husband, Adam, and he did eat also of the fruit of Satan lies, and that's where they both got in trouble. Now, let's read about the first physical death in God's creation. Sin is followed by death. They disobeyed God. They sinned, brothers and sisters. And let's see the first death in God's creation. Let's go to Genesis 3 and 21. The first death in God's creation. Genesis 3 and 21. It's a small little verse, and many of us miss it because we're not paying attention to it. But after Adam sinned, brothers and sisters, something had to die. This is the first death in God's creation. Genesis 3 and 21. Unto Adam... Also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothe them. So, brothers and sisters, where did he get the skin from? He got the skin from an animal. The blood of an animal had to be shed, brothers and sisters, when Adam sinned. And again, brothers and sisters, the shedding of animal's blood is what was only the pre-runner of the shadow of the shedding of Jesus' blood. So again, in Genesis 3.21, after Adam sinned, God made Adam and Eve coats of skin. Where did he get the coats of skin from? He got the coats of skin from an animal. So an animal had to be killed when Adam sinned. When something sins, when man sins, Something has to die. Let's go to the book of Revelations, the 13th chapter, verse 8. The book of Revelations, the 13th chapter, verse 8. Now, we see how it could be said that the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. Man was just created. This was at the foundation of the world. But as soon as man sinned, 
something had to die to redeem God's creation. Let's read it. Revelation 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So, brothers and sisters, the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world, brothers and sisters. So, again, why did this have to be, and how did it happen? It happened because our father Adam sinned, brothers and sisters. And when Adam sinned, again, something had to die. So let's go ahead and continue and go to the next one. Again, the lamb was slain from the beginning of the world. The lamb was slain, brothers and sisters, because Adam sinned at the beginning, at the foundation. That's why it was said that the lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. It's not that it was predicted uh, all the way from, from then that this whole scenario of Jesus would happen through Mary. Actually, it was from God, but people say, well, God already knew that Jesus was going to die. Yeah, how did he know? Because man sinned in the garden. He was the first Adam, and Jesus became the second Adam. He was born of the flesh, and Jesus, when once resurrected, was born of the spirit, the first of them that slept. Now, let's talk about the weapon that Satan uses, brothers and sisters, the most deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man. Let's go to Genesis, the fourth chapter, verses 3 through 8. Genesis, the fourth chapter, verses 3 through 8. Let's find out what this weapon is. It is the deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man, brothers and sisters. Let's read it. Genesis 4, uh, verses 3 through 8. Genesis 4, verses 3 through 8. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth. And his countenance failed. Stop right there. So, brothers and sisters, Genesis 4, verses 3 through 8, it talks about the offering of both Cain and Abel. Cain's offering was not accepted. So he became very angry, brothers and sisters, and his countenance failed, which means that he had this frown on his face. See, we're talking about the deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man, brothers and sisters, and it is this flesh. The most deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man is this flesh. Cain was upset. He was angry, brothers and sisters. All Cain had to do was repent and say, Father, I'm sorry. Yes. I made a mistake. I want to atone for my sin, and God would have accepted them and embraced them back, and they would have started over. But no, brothers and sisters. Satan got to Cain through his emotions, through this flesh. And let's see what Cain ended up doing. Go ahead and continue. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thou countenance fallen? If thou doest well, thou shalt not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire and thou shalt rule over him. 
and Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. So, brothers and sisters, Satan got to Cain through his emotion. So we're talking about what's the most deadly weapon that Satan uses against man. It is this flesh, brothers and sisters, what you hear, what you see, what you smell, what you taste, what you can touch, brothers and sisters. Cain got so angry that that anger led to sin, and that sin led to death, brothers and sisters. He killed his brother, Abel, because Satan got to him using the most deadliest weapon, this flesh. Let's go to Proverbs 6, 16 through 9. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19, brothers and sisters. For those who are tuned in, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. We are sorry that our feed, Facebook feed, live feed is going in and out, in and out, but hang in there because we promise you we're going to upload the video when we're done with this. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. Let's see how Satan uses this flesh against man. That's his deadliest weapon, brothers and sisters. Let's go. These six things doth the Lord hate. Wait a minute. Six things you're telling me that the Lord hates? Absolutely. That's what the word says. Let's do it, my brother. Seven are an abomination unto him. Six things the Lord hates, Eight, but seven, seven are, are an abomination. abomination. Let's go. Yes. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that divided wicked imagination, feet that be swift and run into mischief, a false witness <clears throat> that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. So, brothers and sisters, God is laying right here an instruction manual for you and I. And that instruction manual instructs us on what it is that God hates and what he looks at as an abomination. So all these things that God hates in the book of Proverbs, the sixth chapter, verses 16 through 19, the sixth thing that God hates are all dealing with the flesh, brothers and sisters. What's going to make you lie on somebody? You got into your emotions. What's going to make you go and tell somebody some type of rumor to make cause discord between this person and that person? Something has gotten into your emotions. So when Satan is able to get into your emotions, brothers and sisters, he is able to kill you on a spiritual level using the most deadly weapon that he has available to him, and that is your flesh. So we got to learn how to get our flesh under control and our emotions under control so that we can keep Satan under control. Let's go and look at an example of a man who did just that. He kept his flesh under control. Let's go to the book of Job. The book of Job, and we're going to go to the first chapter of Job. The first chapter of Job, brothers and sisters, we're going to read about a man who Satan came to him in his emotions. Came to him in, in, in his emotions, but Job is one of the best examples to show us how you can lose it all. And still win, and still win brothers and sisters. <laughs> how you can lose it all 
and still win. So we're in the book of Job, the first chapter of the book of Job, the first chapter, brothers and sisters. And we're going to read about an example of a man that Satan tried to approach and tried to get to, brothers and sisters, through his flesh and his emotions, but Job stayed in control. He lost everything, but he still won. Job won and won. Job is perhaps the earliest is the earliest book of the Bible. Set in the period of... I'm sorry, uh, we, we're, we're going to go to one right here. There was okay. a man. Okay. All right, we're going to go here. There was a man in the land of, of us whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. So evil he put away, brothers and sisters. Let's go to verses 6 through 12. Let's find out more about Job and how Satan bargained over the life of Job with God. Again, Satan bargained over the life of Job with God. Let's read about it. Now that was the day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. So, brothers and sisters, what does that teach us? That everybody in your circle, brothers and sisters, ain't down with you. Everybody in your circle is not on the same wavelength or same level as you. There's more than likely a devil somewhere in your circle, brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Read that one more time for the people who missed it. There's more than likely a devil in your circle, and you don't even know it. Let's read it. It's Job chapter 1, verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. You mean to tell me they didn't recognize who Satan was? And a lot of times we don't recognize the spirit of Satan, brothers and sisters, because, our, you know, people are down to our face. And we don't recognize the spirit of Satan. Continue. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and eschewed evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Thus Job fear God for naught. Hast not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now. Stop right there, brothers and sisters. So Satan told God, you have blessed Job, which is the only reason why he's still glorifying and praising you. But I tell you what, God, put forth your hand now. You see what Satan is, is doing? See, Satan couldn't touch Job without the permission of God. And Satan can't touch you without the permission of God. Read that in verse 11 again. But put forth thy hand now, and touch all that he has, and he will curse thee to thy face. I want you to underline that. He will curse you to your face. These are Satan's words. I want you to underline that. Continue. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he has is in thy power. So now God turns it back around, and he said, You know what? 
I'm not going to do Job like that, but I'm going to allow you to do Job like that for my glory and his edification and the edification of those who are watching him. So God turns it back around. He said, I'm going to turn all power over to you in your hands. Continue. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So brothers and sisters, Satan and Job, Satan and God is discussing Job, a faithful servant. Satan is telling God, remove your protection from around him and touch him, take away his stuff, and he'll curse you to your face. God is saying, I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to allow you, I'm going to give you permission, Satan, since you work for me, Satan. Since you can't do nothing without my instructions or unless I tell you to or give you the permission to. See, we give the devil too much credit. Oh, the devil made me do it. Oh, uh, well, what about God allowed Satan to do it, brothers and sisters? Always give God the credit. Don't give that punk Satan no credit at all because he don't deserve no credit. He is a servant. Just like every other angel, whether fallen or still up there in the good grace of God, all angels are servants, and they can't move without God's permission. So now, let's go to the second chapter of Job. The second chapter of Job. And we are going to start this off at verse 1 through 10. Second chapter of Job 1 through 10. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. Now, let me give you a little bit of what happened in between chapter 1 and chapter 2. Job ended up losing his property. Job ended up losing his possessions. Job ended up losing his cattle. Job ended up losing his children. But he still did not curse God. To his face. So now the devil goes back to him again and he bargains over the life of Job again. Let's read at verse two. I mean verse three. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, and still he holdeth fast in his integrity. Although thou moves me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. So, brothers and sisters, all that a man has, he will give for his life. See, I know some people that have lost a parent, I know some people who have lost grandparents. I know some people who have gotten divorces, who have lost jobs, don't have the same type of money that they used to have, and they can still be pretty good as far as their faith is concerned in God. But it's something different when your health starts failing you, brothers and sisters, because Satan really begins the process of working on your mind when your health starts failing you, brothers and sisters, again, you can lose a job, you can lose a parent to death, you can lose, uh, you, can, you can get a divorce, you can have all kind of stuff fall apart, and you can still manage things emotionally. But once you start not being able to do the things that you used to be able to do because of your health problems, 
Then emotionally, there's a fight and a war and a struggle there, and that's how Satan begins to come at you, brothers and sisters, through your physical challenges. And now Satan is beginning to try to start working with Job's mind. Let's continue, my brother. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thy hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. Stop right there. Remember that. He will curse thee to thy face. These are Satan's words, brothers and sisters. Remember, these are Satan's words. Continue. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thy hand, but save his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sores, boils, from the sole of his feet unto, the, unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself with him, and he sat down among the ashes. And when, and then said his wife unto him, Thou still retain thy integrity. Curse God and die. Stop right there. His wife just told him the same thing that Satan said to God. Curse, he will curse you to your face. And then what, what did his wife turn around and say? Curse God and die, brothers and sisters. So not only did Satan try to get to Job, <clears throat> Satan got in the mind of his wife. Through her emotions, through her flesh, she was so upset to see her husband going through all this stuff that she felt like he would suffer less if he was dead. So he or she uttered the same words that Satan uttered. Curse God and die, brothers and sisters. Satan will get to you through your flesh, through your emotions. The deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man is his flesh. Let's go to Romans 3 and 23. Romans 3 and 23. Let's read some more about this weapon that Satan uses. Let's read some more about this flesh, brothers and sisters. Let's read some more about this flesh. Uh, Romans 3 and 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, brothers and sisters, everybody has sinned. And I don't care if you're behind a pulpit. <laughs> I don't care if you grandmama, because we always put grandmama and mama on pedestals, brothers and sisters. Romans 3 and 23 said, all have, have sinned and come short, and come short of, the glory of, of the glory of God. So we all in the same boat, brothers and sisters. You are no different from me. I'm no different from you. As long as we are on the path to try to get this thing right. God will acknowledge that, brothers and sisters, and he will begin to reveal things to us, but we got to pray for discipline of this flesh. we got to learn how to master the lower nature of ourselves because Satan uses the lower nature of ourselves to attack us, brothers and sisters. Satan can't win. The devil can't win playing God's game. Let's go to 1 Peter 2 and 20. 1 Peter 2 and 20. And that was just Romans 3 and 23 that we read. First Peter 2 and 20. Now, brothers and sisters, we all have an old saying that we say. And I want you to listen to me closely, brothers and sisters. We all say, damned if I do, damned if I don't, brothers and sisters. What is it that causes us to say, damned 
if we do and damn that we don't. We could do the wrong thing and be criticized by everybody in our circle. And we could do the right thing and be criticized with everybody in our circle. So, Sister Key, the last verse we read was Romans 3 and 23, and now we're at 1 Peter 2 and 20. So, again, we all say, damned if I do and damned if I don't. Let's read uh, 1 Peter 2 and 20. For what glory is it if when ye buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. So, brothers and sisters, we do the wrong thing, we get beat down. We do the right thing, we get beat down too, brothers and sisters. So, when you get beat down by doing the right thing, know that nothing more is happening to you than what happened to Christ. Absolutely. He got beat down and killed for doing the right thing, brothers and sisters. So, you know that... (laughs) If it happened to him, you better expect it to happen to you. You better expect it to happen to you, brothers and sisters. So that was First Peter 2 and 20. Let's go to Proverbs 16 and 2. Proverbs 16 and 2. And we're going to read that, brothers and sisters. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs 16 and 2. Proverbs 16 and 2. Now that, my brothers and sisters, we just read, uh, we just read First Peter 2 and 20. Again, we just read 1 Peter 2 and 20, and before that, we read Romans 3 and 23. So, Romans 3 and 23, and then 1 Peter 2 and 20. Now, we're in the book of Proverbs 16 and 2. We want to show you how what makes you a devil, brothers and sisters, is when you begin to justify the wrong that you do. You begin to justify the wrong that you do, brothers and sisters. Let's read about that in the book of Proverbs 16 and 2. The pre- All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirit. So, brothers and sisters, you may think in your own mind that you're doing the right thing. And Satan will use... That 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 good feeling that you have. Again. You know what? I'm a I'ma go ahead and go to my coworker and I'ma tell her everything that I heard this person say or that person say. Or man, I I'ma do your love for somebody may make you say things and do things, brothers and sisters, that is against God. Now, you're thinking in your own mind that you're doing the right thing. You know what? I noticed that the people that she hang around or the people that he hangs around don't treat her the same way that they treat everybody else. Now, this, these are people that love you, that's trying to get into the ear of you by telling you things that they think that they see. Well, you know what? I don't think that they treat you right. I don't think I see them do all this stuff for everybody else, and they don't do the same thing for you that they do for everybody else. They're causing a seed of, uh, of dissension and division to come into your mind, brothers and sisters. Now, they may have a good heart, but Satan will use people that got a good heart to get to you to divide you from your brother or your sister. Absolutely. So you even got to watch it when you're feeling good because Satan will use that good feeling that you have in your flesh, brothers and sisters, to divide you from your brother or your sister. Let's go ahead and read the book of Psalms, 73. Let God be...
be your strength, brothers and sisters. That's the only way we can fight Satan if God is our strength. That's the only way we can fight Satan if God is our strength. So we're going to go to the book of Proverbs, Psalms, the 73rd chapter. We're going to go to the book of Psalms, the 73rd chapter. And we're going to start at verse 23. Turn your Bible to the book of Psalms, the 73rd chapter. And we're going to start at verse 23 through 26. Go ahead, my brother. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holding me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart fail it. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a whoring from thee. So, brothers and sisters, God is our strength. And with the book of Psalm 73, Psalm 73, verses 23 through 26, the only way we can defeat the filling of this flesh that it gives us, and the only way we can defeat or keep our emotions in check, brothers and sisters, is to get the word of God inside of us to give us strength to fight against the wiles of Satan, brothers and sisters. See, gravity pushes down on us at a certain amount of pounds per square inch. And Satan does the same thing, brothers and sisters. He comes at you, Satan comes at you through the airwaves, radio, internet, television, cable, brothers and sisters. Satan is constantly pushing down on you and your mind. You've got to have something inside of you that's greater than what's outside of you that's trying to push down on you. And that is God, brothers and sisters, and his word. We've got to get it inside of us to have something more powerful inside of us than what's outside of us that's trying to come against us. Is that why the scripture says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world? And not only that, let this mind be in you, the same that was in Christ Christ Jesus, Jesus. because we know Jesus defeated Satan. And we're going to talk about that right now. That was a good segue into it. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 26th chapter. Matthew, the 26th chapter, uh, verse 31. Matthew 26. Verse 31. And 31. Let's go, my brother. Then Jesus said unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Let's go to 36. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Continue. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. So in Matthew, the, uh, the 26th chapter, verses... 36 through 
get weak, brothers and sisters, in his flesh. He said, I am exceedingly sorrowful, brothers and sisters. He started to get weak in his flesh, so weak that, let's go ahead and verse 39, let's see what Jesus said, that he got so weak in his flesh. Satan is trying to get at him in his flesh. Let's see what Jesus said. And Jesus fell off his square for one moment in the flesh. Let's see what he said. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thy will. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus started to think twice about what he came down here to earth for and to do. He started, well, hold wait, oh, wait a minute, Father, if you can let this cup pass me. If you can let this cup pass me, in other words, get it to somebody else to do. I don't know about this, but he checked himself real quick, brothers and sisters, and he said, not my will, but thy will be done. So Jesus, although being a perfect being here on earth, got weak, Facebook Live. And he said, if you can let this cup pass me, give this job to somebody else. I know you sent me here down to this earth to die, but I'm having second thoughts right now. <laughs> I don't want it. If you can <laughs> let this cup pass me, give it to somebody else. I'll just go step out the way and live my life until you decide you don't want me in flesh and blood no more. But Jesus, although in this weakened state, he controlled his flesh and he said, not my will, but thy will, will be done. done. Tell your Bible to the book of 1 John, the second chapter. 1 John, the second chapter, 1 John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17. 1 John, the second chapter, verses 15 through 17. There is nothing about this world that you should love, brothers and sisters, enough to allow it to upset you. Nothing. We get upset when we have a car problem. <laughs> we get upset when somebody hit our car, we get road rage, we get upset because we don't have the type of jewelry that we used to have. We don't have the latest clothes that may be out. We don't have the latest look. We get upset for all type of material stuff that maybe we used to have and we don't have no more, so much so that we talk about it like, man, I remember when this and I remember when that. And God is looking at you like, why are you talking about the stuff that you used to have that I allow to be taken away from you because I don't want you to concentrate on the rims. I don't want you to concentrate on the cars. I don't want you to concentrate on the homes. I don't want you to concentrate on the clothes and the jewelry. I want you to concentrate on me because there's really a job that I need you to do for me. Absolutely. It's really something that I need you to do for me. So in First John chapter 2, verses 15 and 17, let's find out what God feels about this world. First John 2, 15 through 17. Love not the world. Wait a minute. I thought the Lord said in John 3.15, for God so loved the world. Yeah, he wasn't talking about this world. Oh, he wasn't talking about this world. Okay, okay. let's find out about this world, though. What did God say? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, brothers and sisters, if you love this world and the things of this world, the love of the then you don't, you don't love God. Absolutely. How many people out there say, I love God? How can you love God and love this world at the same time? The messenger, I, I was downtown today. 
and there was a big hundred foot sign, and it said, God is gay. Downtown Chicago. It says, God is gay, and he loves you. This is the type of world that we are living in, and this is what we're dealing with. Right in a smack downtown Chicago at the Daily Center, a big 100-foot billboard sign that said, God is gay, and he loves everybody. But this is what this world puts forth, brothers and sisters. So God said, if you love the world, you don't love me. So you can't love this world and love God. Continue, my brother. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So your eyes, brothers and sisters, that's your flesh. Uh, the pride of life, all those things, all this thing is dealing with the flesh, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can touch, what you can smell, brothers and sisters. The deadliest weapon used by Satan is this flesh. Continue at verse 17. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Brothers and sisters, if you do the right thing, if I do the right thing, if we do the right thing, we're going to last longer than this world. That's what it's saying. Now, we, we look at this world like, man, I'm going to be long gone when my son's children is around, or I'm going to be long gone when this happened, and I ain't going to live to see this, and this is going to happen way after my time. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is telling you that, yeah, you may go in the physical form, but there will be a resurrection. Absolutely. And you love this world so much, but God is showing you here that your life is going to last longer than the life of this world. You just won't be in the physical form. This earth is going to be passed away, but you're still going to be here. But you put this earth and this world of more importance than you put your everlasting life. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. We only got a few more verses left, y'all. And I appreciate you guys for bearing with us on this show. Satan, brothers and sisters, is the prince of the air. The Internet is the airwaves. So it's no mistake that our Facebook is going in and out, in and out, in and out. But, but you know what, brothers and sisters? We got another form, so we're recording this message also as well. And I'm going to upload it as soon as we're done. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Who is the God of this world, brothers and sisters? Again, why would God say, if you love the world, then you don't love me? There has to be a reason why he said that. And we're going to show you right now that this world that we're living in is not God's world. It's God's earth. We want you to know the difference between the two. They can't do nothing with the earth. But the government, the systems, and the kingdoms that are on this earth belong to Satan. So let's find out who is the God of this world for God to say, love not the world. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Let's go. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, brothers and sisters, everybody say that I love Jesus, and I know Jesus, but you really don't love him, and you really don't know him, because he said, if you love me, you will 
keep my commandments. So Satan is blinding the people who really don't believe. So you could be going to church every Sunday, going to Bible study class every Wednesday, and really don't believe, brothers and sisters, and you will be the exact person that Satan uses because people are going to look at you and say, well, he go to church, she go to church, they know the Bible, and they're going to be listening to you and they're going to be sending them off because you really don't know the Word of God. So it's easy for you to tell people to go to church on Sunday. It's easy for you to lead people to the Christmas celebration and other celebrations that are pagan and that are contrary to the word of God because people are looking at you and they're thinking that you know the right thing because you are in the right place. But you got to pick up this book, read this word, get under a good Bible-based teacher, get up under a good Bible-based teacher, brothers and sisters, and learn this word. Now, Satan is only as powerful as, as you allow him to be. Absolutely. Let's read about the story of Jesus Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Let's see how Jesus dealt with Satan, brothers and sisters. And this is how you got to deal with Satan. Whether he comes in the form of your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter. Whatever form Satan comes in, this is how you deal with Satan, brothers and sisters. Matthew 4. And one, Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. Go ahead, my brother. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards a hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou wilt be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, I want you to stop right there, messenger. Now, the, Satan is tempting Jesus right now. Okay? Satan is tempting Jesus right now. We both got codes, brothers and sisters. Satan is tempting Jesus right now. And the first thing that Jesus told Satan was, Is it not written? Matthew 4. 1 through 11. Jesus said, is it not written? Let's go to verse 7. What did Jesus say again to Satan? Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You didn't see Jesus cursing Satan out, getting all upset like we do with people. He just threw a little scripture at him. It is written, brothers and sisters, it is written. You've got to be able to know this Bible well enough to throw scriptures at the spirit of Satan, brothers and sisters. Don't make no sense for you to get all upset and curse people out. And when you got two fools arguing, brothers and sisters, you don't know the difference between who's right and who's wrong. Continue, my brother. <clears throat> Again, the devil taking him up into an exceeding high mountain and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou serve. So, brothers and sisters, Jesus again, throwing scriptures at Satan. Last verse. 
Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So the word of God, the word of God who is actually the son of God. You mean to tell me in Matthew, the fourth chapter, verse 11, that Jesus had angels come and minister to him because he got weak brothers and sisters? See, Jesus knows that when the devil tempts you, you're going to be weak in the flesh. And we have to be there for one another. Sister Heart Israel, you got to be there for me and Brother Messenger. Absolutely. Sister Key Israel, you got to be there for Brother Messenger and I. Because although we know what we know, at time we're going to get weak. And we're going to need you to minister unto us like Jesus needed the angels that he created. To minister unto him, brothers and sisters. But again, the devil can't win playing God's game. Let's go to Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and let's close this thing out. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, we're on our last verses, brothers and sisters. We're going to close this thing out. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, and we're going to start at verses 1 and 2. Proverbs 4, 1 and 2. Go ahead, my brother. Hear ye, children. The instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. So, brothers and sisters, you're going back to the word of God, you're going back to his commandments, and you're going back to the law. He said, no matter what you do, we're in the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. The Lord is saying right here, no matter what you do, don't forsake my my law. I'm giving you instructions on how to defeat Satan and defeat your flesh because Satan comes to you through your flesh. I'm giving you instructions. Don't deviate from this law. Let's go to Proverbs 4, 5, and 7. Proverbs 4, 5, and 7. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not. And when it says forsake her not, it's talking about don't forsake wisdom, brothers and sisters. Don't forsake her because we got the knowledge of the word of God, but we need wisdom to come with that word of God. Continue. And she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get Understanding. So, brothers and sisters, wisdom is the principal thing, brothers and sisters. We can know this word and we can use it, brothers and sisters, to our advantage in a negative way. But God is saying, don't use my word in a negative way. At Proverbs, the fourth chapter, Proverbs, the fourth chapter, don't use my word in a negative way. I want you to get wisdom. Because don't you know that if you don't have wisdom and you only have the knowledge of the Word of God, you can turn more people away from getting into the Word than you could attract to the Word because of your delivery. Brothers and sisters, we get kind of haughty because we know what other people don't know. So we start criticizing other people and other religions. So we're at Proverbs 4, and let's go to now verses uh, 6 and 7. I mean, I'm no, sorry, eight, uh, eight verses uh, 11 through 15, Proverbs 4, verses 11 through 15. 
I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right path. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter into the path of the wicked. Enter not. Enter not. Excuse me. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of the of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. I want you to read that again, verses 14 and 15, for those who are on Facebook Live. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. And pass away. You can't put yourself in a position, brothers and sisters, where you're going to be around certain things because it will start to influence you. So he said, avoid it at all costs. Use your wisdom and stay away from evil things and evil people. Let's go verses 20 through 27, brothers. Stay on the path. My son, attend to my word. Incline thy ear unto my saints. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that findeth them, and help to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, and out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and a perverse lip put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So, brothers and sisters, that was really the whole chapter, the whole fourth chapter of Proverbs. The whole fourth chapter of Proverbs, it really was breaking down, and it was talking about wisdom, brothers and sisters. Keep the wisdom of God in your mind. Let this mind be in you, the same that was in Christ Jesus. And this is how you defeat Satan. This is how you can control your flesh. When you can control your flesh, you can control Satan. And again, the devil can't win playing God's game. The deadliest weapon that Satan uses against man is this flesh, brothers and sisters. And if you can get this flesh under control, you can keep Satan under control. Don't give in to your emotions. We thank everybody for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show here um, on POET Radio Truth Hour. My brother, the messenger. Yes, sir. My brother, Black Ice. And we thank you so much. We're going to go ahead to the phone lines and find out what those online have thought about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. And we thank you guys for hanging in there with us tonight. We're going to go ahead and end our uh, YouTube feed. And we thank you guys so much on YouTube. We pray that you were edified and that God was glorified. Absolutely. In Jesus' name, brothers and sisters. So let's go ahead and go to the phone lines, and let's find out what our family thought about uh, tonight's show. What our family thought about tonight's show. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines, brothers and sisters, and find out what our family thought about tonight's show. Again, brothers and sisters, we're going to upload this video um, to 
the, the group page, but we want to find out what those who are called in thought about tonight's show. And if you want to comment on tonight's show, then call in now. Sister Key Israel, if you can, put the call-in number and access code and PIN um, on here for them to call in if, if you can. And I'll try to do it also as well. But we're going to go to the phone lines and see what you thought about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. Okay. Okay, cool. So I just put it up in there so you guys can call that number. And let's see what's going on. Got all kind of technical difficulties tonight, boy. <laughs> Don't want this message to get out. Let's see where we can go. We're going to go to the phone lines and find out what you thought about tonight's show, brothers and sisters. So hang in there. Okay. I think we... Okay. We got to use every device that we have available to us, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go to the phone lines, guys, and find out what our brothers and sisters thought about tonight's show. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and unmute. You guys, when you hear the sound that says you are unmuted, then that is talking about you. So let's go ahead and go to Chicago. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Go ahead, Chicago. You're live. Go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead. Okay, so when you hear the sound that says you are now unmuted, that means that uh, we're talking to you. So go ahead. We can hear you. Uh, uh, state your name and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. If you are now unmuted, that means that uh, we're talking to you. So. Chicago, who's this? And tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Good brother, Andrew. I really... How you feeling? I heard that you had... Uh, went to the hospital. Yes. And I really appreciate you taught me that today because this is one show that I really admire. And like I said, this I'm really going to teach somebody to, to take a good look. And it gave me a real good idea of how to keep, like you said, Satan off me. That's right. You know, so I really appreciate what you had did, gave me my wisdom. And Absolutely, and, and don't give in to that flesh, you know, being upset. When you think you're going to be get upset, pray to God. When you think you're going to get angry, pray to God. When you start feeling like you're getting conceited and too pumped up and too proud, pray to God and get it under control. Thanks. All right. I would just like... Okay, let's go ahead and go to the next caller. Chicago, who's this? Chicago, who's this? Okay. Chicago, who's this? State your name, Chicago. Who's this? All right. Chicago, who's this? State your name. Oh, what's happening, brother? This is Brother Abner. I just want to thank you for this lesson, man. Some of the stuff I've been pondering lately. And I, I appreciate this lesson. It's right on point, man, as usual, right? Man, thank you so much, brother. Thank you for being an avid listener, man. Calling me in every week. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So what I'm going to do right now is 
I'm going to unmute everybody. Is there anybody on the line that wanted to say something that did not get a chance to say something? What's up, family? Hey, Big Mike. Mike, how you doing, man? Hey, blessings, brother. Blessings. And uh, tonight's sort of very interesting. Very interesting, God, because as you know, I'm always posted on Facebook about handling your emotions. And, man, you and I both talk about emotions all the time. And it's just amazing, you know, it's coming from out the scriptures about how you handle your emotions would give you a guideline, a a, a, a decent guideline. Absolutely, man. You know, we all getting better and better at it. You know, every day we're learning new things that help us to become better men and women, you know. For sure. For sure. sure. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lesson, man. I hope people tuned in and uh, got something from it and, and realized, you know, emotions have a lot to do with your path and travel through your through your. I think we I think we lost you there, Big Mike. I think we lost you. Can you hear us? I think we lost Big Mike. Brothers and sisters, but we thank you guys for tuning in. Message, you you want to close this out, brother? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I just want to say, man, this uh, this lesson was uh, very powerful, very informative. Um, again, like every other lesson that we uh, have covered, uh, I also want to say that you know when you hear the word of God and it's uncut and it's the word of God without any extra interpretation or input, but just strictly the word of God, it is imperative that we adhere to this word and and take in what God is telling us. Heed to these instructions, um, because that's what's happening right now, Ice. Everybody's feelings in the world is being uh, uh, challenged in such a way that Satan is playing everybody on a major scale. And it's leading to uh, protests, it's leading to uh, 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 shootings, it's leading to to, uh, possibility of wars, Um, things like this, nuclear things. Man, it's really something that this lesson tells us what happens when we don't heed to the instructions of God. Right, right. So I I just appreciate this lesson, man, and I'm glad again that I'm able to be uh, a co-host. Um, of this show, and um, I just pray that every person that heard it um, take it in and and would go back and reread the scriptures and um, get some more understanding and let God minister to you. Absolutely. Well, we thank you guys. With that, with that, we're gonna um, try to upload this lesson. Hopefully, it's not too long. But um, definitely uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel also as well, and. On the YouTube channel, you can see the lesson in its entirety. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.